This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at EastTexasRadio.com. Welcome to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting, where we talk about people who make this a great place to live. Here's your host, Eric Kaufman. This morning, our guest is Shelly Brazil, executive, wait, what, the title? Executive director. Executive director. Everybody's an executive director. I don't know why I have a hard time remembering that. It's like everybody I have on is an executive director, but That's right. this is different. Mm-hmm. Human Resource Council. That's right. We just had a name change the end of 2022. Uh, we just, we started out as Lamar County only in the 70s, but we, that's no longer what we do, and we are have a 10-county service area, so it just did not make sense for us to limit our name. We represent the other counties as much as Lamar County, so uh, it is now just Human Resources Council. And Meals on Wheels, a little tweak with that, too. We did. So we now are operating a DBA for Red River Valley Meals on Wheels, so lots of exi- exciting changes. Well, and you know, this has been, because, I mean, we talk several times a year, get updates on everything that's going on, and we have watched this growth take place with the outreach that you're able to do uh you know we've gone through a bunch of stuff with the covid and volunteerism which we'll get into for in a, in a minute but it's just amazing everything that you're able to do now and serve such a wide area yeah it's a big service area and it's it's a lot to accomplish it requires a lot of support from a lot of people uh the community's involvement and support is crucial i mean obviously there's been major growth within the agency on Meals on Wheels side too, but also in 2020, we took over Horizon House Transitional Shelter, and that is a huge project in and of itself. And you know, somebody brought, it was the New Hope Center before, right? Mm -hmm. It was. That was part of it anyway. Yes. Uh, And somebody said something about it, trying to refer somebody to it, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's right. It's Horizon House. That's right, yes. And, And that was a great shelter. They did great work. It was. And they set the foundation for the shelter that we have now. Well, it was just a logical step mm-hmm. where you've taken it to. And we'll get to that in a minute, too. But before we do all of that, uh, this is always a guaranteed time of year that you and I have this on-air visit because Mardi Gras is coming up. That's right. March the 3rd, 7 p.m. Civic Center. That is going to be so much fun. It's, it is. It's just a different kind of an event out of these yeah. all of the fundraising events. And I love the fact that they're all different. Mm-hmm. All of them are different. but. Me too. And what we really push with ours, and I think that a lot of people still don't realize, is that we're you have a gala and people dress up and they go in and they sit at a table. And there's a place for those and those are great events. But that is not what our event is. Our event truly is a party. It really does have more of a Mardi Gras feel than you would imagine, too. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get into the Love Civic Center. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have people dress and up. Everything, yeah. And Masks everywhere, beads everywhere. Uh, we have a Mardi Gras king. So we do all the things, and it really is just a party. And sure, we have an out, about an hour that we set aside for our live auction that happens, and you, know, you, you sit there and participate in that, but... Outside of that, there will be lots of adult beverages and lots of food and a great band. David Whiteman is going to be there again this year, and we're super excited about that. A lot of fun. So tickets, if you want tickets. Yeah, you can call us at 903-784-2580 for tickets. They are $75 a piece, or you can reserve a table of eight for $600. We still have sponsorships left, too, as a front nail. And so you should definitely take advantage of that, yeah, too. Yeah, through the 15th, so... 
as long as it's before the 15th, you should be able to get a sponsorship. Okay. All right. Well, and we'll be there. And we'll talk. If you missed any of that, we'll do it again at the end of the program. Resource council business, and specifically Meals on Wheels, because that's the biggest part of what y'all do. Mm -hmm. Uh, How's that going as far as uh, clients? Are they up, down? Because it was, I know you had some ongoing openings for a while. Yeah. So for before COVID, we had a waiting list. Um, during COVID, thanks to donations and grants, we were able to eliminate that waiting list and we were able to eliminate uh, a lot of our barriers to getting on services. So for example, uh, even still, if you are 60 and older and need a meal, your income is really not a factor. Um, it's just, you need it and we're going to make sure you get it. And we get sponsors and donations for that. So eliminating those barriers was huge. Now, I will tell you that our clients are down uh, from during COVID. And that was expected. Right. Because we had a lot of people that only got on services because of COVID because they were scared to go out. And uh, now that that fear has been alleviated a little bit, um, we've seen that kind of go down. And we also lost a lot of clients. We had a lot of clients that passed away yeah. uh, during the pandemic. And so um, we have spots available. So if you are 60 and older, you call us. And it's that simple, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, in fact, we don't even uh, come out to your house to do the intake. We actually do it over the phone, and it takes about 10 minutes. It's, it's funny. We were having a discussion in my office this morning about we don't really even know what the new normal is, but this is kind of, you can kind of see it all falling You can see it developing. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's a lot of things. I mean, the same thing over at Horizon House. We uh, we don't require that you come in for the screening process. We can do it over the phone with you. It takes a little bit longer. Right. It's a little more in depth. But yeah, the Meals on Wheels uh, intake process is about 10 minutes. And then we mail you the form to sign and you send it back and it's a prepaid envelope. So you don't have to worry about that. And then within usually two days, you're getting meals. Okay. Well, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the beautiful things, if you don't know this, and if you listen to the show, I'm surely you do that, you know, those aren't like healthy choice, frozen dinners stacked up and taken to your house, donated by someone else. These are all yeah. cooked. Yeah. We cook all the meals in our kitchen. Um, we do uh, bad weather. We'll send out shelf stables obviously right. in advance, but daily we are cooking those meals every single day in our meals on wheels kitchen located in Paris and uh, yeah, so you're you're getting it is uh, certified by a dietitian. All of our menus are. We work on a six weeks menu cycle, and they are all diabetic friendly. So it's just great. It's good for you. Uh, okay, volunteerism, and this is a, this is a thread that has, and this yeah. not new. It's really been down like the last three, <clears throat> for even before COVID, volunteerism was dying off. Yeah, it is. I worry about it a lot. Um, I will tell you that just in the last few weeks, we have had several new volunteers that have never volunteered for us before that have signed up. So that was kind of promising, um, but it is nothing like it was. I mean, we probably had 50 to 100 volunteers delivering meals at any given time pre-COVID, and now we're down to 10. You still have some companies that take a day? We do. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of companies that are helping out. Our board delivers every Friday, so they take turns. A different board member every Friday has a route. Yeah, so if your business uh, is interested in that, you know, and you've got 10 people at your business, they have just have to deliver, you know, once every 10 weeks, you know, and they just take turns. And that's a super easy way to be involved and help and 
Uh, the route takes less than an hour. Most of them take 30 minutes. So and and you're going to meet these people and you're going to love them and you're going to be sad, you know, if if they pass away or if they move right. and you develop a relationship with them. So it is a rewarding experience. And I wish more people would try it just one time. How How would you go about doing that? So if you wanted to go out with one of our staff members on a ride-along to kind of see what it was like, you would just need to call us at 903-784-2580, and we'll set that up. Okay. Uh, as far as the world and the world changing all the time now, what does it mean? Have you been able to still, and even because of how this hybrid world we live in now, spend more time talking to your counterparts in other counties? I think I think it has caused uh, a little bit of, you know, more of a partnership and a connection. Communication lines are definitely seem to be open more. And we're really comparing ourselves to other people and other people are comparing themselves to us. Um, and I think that this has been an eye opener for everybody. How should we do things? What happens if this happens again? So a lot of nonprofits, us included, have spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, maybe we could have done things differently. Uh, how could we have been more prepared up front? Although we had a great emergency management plan um, and we enacted it literally within a day and of everything you guys blowing communicated up. with us yeah. constantly through the process so we could update the public, Yes, help update the public with whatever else y'all were doing. And Yeah. And, and communication and here, was important. Thing, and this is the thing that I've been, this is, this is what prompted the discussion is uh, in my office earlier was people, everybody's so political now. And the whole thing is, is hold up. Our country was basically put on pause. Yeah. And so like when economists are on TV talking about, well, this is a recession, blah, 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 it's like, no, they don't really know mm-hmm. for sure all this stuff because they're using data that's not the same as what we just went through because we've never gone through it before. And yeah. it's reshaping as things get put together. There are things that have seriously gotten better. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. We figured out there were some things that we could do that we didn't have to. We've been doing all this time and didn't have to do it. 100%. I mean, think of all the money organizations are saving in travel because you're not going out and doing intakes because you're having Zoom meetings and you're not flying people all over the country for things. You're just, you know, you're communicating through email and Zoom and whatever else. So, I mean, I think that definitely showed us those things because those were things we were not allowed to do. Before, well, I mean, I mean and this, I, I, this came up. This is a great example. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we st- we changed like our sales meetings used to take place. There was one in Mount Pleasant and one up here, yep. and now we do it all together on Zoom. We, we're all back in the yep. office, but we liked being together as one big mm-hmm. group so much. We started doing that, yeah, all the time. And and I like in person because I I like to you know really right. be able to communicate. And sometimes Zoom is hard because you feel like you're talking over other people. So I think there's a place for both, but it definitely showed us that there were other ways that we could right. do things. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got we have human resource council all covered. I think. Well, for meals on wheels, I think so. I think we. What can, else y'all are doing? Well, oh, well, we've got Horizon House. Right, Horizon House. Let me back up a little bit, okay. too, because there are no drives that are going to be happening for you until summer. Are we going to do the so, fan drive? Yeah, we'll do the fan drive in June. The only drive we have going on right now is for Horizon House. Okay, yeah. so let's go Horizon House. Okay, so obviously it's a transitional shelter, and uh, individuals can stay with us for up to two years, men, women, and families with children in the home. And right now, I think we have 38 people living over there, and that's men, women, and and families with, ch- with kiddos. 
Um, we have several kids living with us at any given time. I think a lot of people don't know that. What's the setup like? <clears throat> I need to come over. Yeah, we would love to give because, you a tour. Because is, are there like some common rooms for mm-hmm. television, stuff like that? Yes, we have a men's only uh, common room, which is their living room, basically. Right. And then we have a family room that's on the other side that the men are not allowed to go into unless they are married with a child and they are on that on that side. Um, or if we have special events and staff are there and we bring them all together. Then, of course, the dining room is uh, together. And so they all eat in the dining room. Um Breakfast and lunch are usually uh, a la carte. You know, they kind of take care of themselves. But dinner, they all eat together. Um, the stat, You'll have a couple of uh, clients that will prepare the meal, and then they'll all come together and eat it. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. And most of the food, which, um, you know, they do, uh, a lot of them get food stamps, and so that they do spend money to purchase groceries for their meals and things like that. But a lot of our food comes from the downtown food pantry, which we greatly appreciate. Of course, always yeah. doing a great job over there. A hundred percent. Alan is great. So is his staff and his board. So uh, they're a great partner for us. What do you see? Uh, how would you like this to grow? What, what's the What's the board talking about how to grow this? Because it's obviously been pretty successful thus far, especially when you put a pandemic right in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge. Um, you don't usually take over a whole other job, a whole other nonprofit, basically, right in the middle of a pandemic. It made it very difficult for us to restructure it, develop it, because we weren't in a normal world right. at the time. But we're just now starting to get back to that normal world. And I would personally, just this is just me personally, I would like to see us where we have a section that is emergency beds. I think that is a need. I think that we can accomplish it. We have a huge building over there, a lot of space that is not being utilized. But again, it all comes down to funding. Uh, there is really almost no, there's virtually no uh, transitional funding from the federal level and very little just for shelters in general because the federal government takes a housing first approach and a, a housing first model is great for the metroplex they've got plenty of housing we don't have housing to put somebody in a house before we address the root causes of their homelessness so that is a problem for rural communities like us so we rely on local donations and local foundations and we have to keep those people involved and we have to continue to show what we're doing and the good that we're doing and how it's benefiting the community. I mean, you're talking about right now 38 people that are not living on the street. They're not in abandoned houses. They're they're not standing on the street corners panhandling. They are getting a safe place and they are taking classes. And, and a lot, of, we've got several that are enrolled at PJC uh, that are either getting their GED or even a, an associate's That's degree, great. which is amazing. Yeah. So um, it, it's an amazing program. You know, I, I know that sometimes people have a bad taste in their mouth for homeless shelters, but I'm a firm believer. Anybody that walked down there and met those clients and saw what we're doing down there would not walk out of there with a bad taste in their mouth. They just wouldn't. Well, and you know, the, there was a, in, in LA, they bought this old hotel mm-hmm. and, and somebody decided they wanted to use it. The homeless didn't want to live in it. Yeah. They're having a real problem getting one. But here's one of the main reasons why. It's a really old hotel, so like, the haunted? No, well, it might be, <laughs> but there's com there's there there are the bathrooms are common on every floor. No, the rooms don't have bathrooms. Oh, oh, communal bathrooms, right? Yeah, so that'll do it. Well, we we do have communal bathrooms, of course, not uh, co-ed. And, you know, we have the women's over here and the men's over here, so it's a, it's 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 communal, but it's 
you know, not co-ed. So it's not that bad. And they do, they have their own rooms. Now, sometimes we do have to double them up. So you might have two single men in a room. They get their own bed on opposite sides of the room, unless it's a bunk bed. Um, But yeah, so it's not like we, uh, some shelters, you'll have a big, huge, like gymnasium that has 60 people lining in beds. That's not a whole floor of a high rise building. Right. That's what I think yeah. that was there. This is too many people to one bathroom. Hundred percent, and this is very much Horizon House is very much like a home. Right. Um. They have their room. They have chores that they complete every day. They do volunteer. They have to do X number of volunteer hours every single week. They have to either be on disability or they have to have a job or they have to be actively seeking employment. So this is not a free ride. They are very much just having this temporary opportunity and we're providing them with the tools that they need to not have a repeat occurrence. And then we have, you know, most of our people move out into their own place when they're done. I was going to say yeah. success stories. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. We have a lot. Um, we have one that lived with us for almost two years. She's now out, has a full-time job and, and her own apartment. We have another one that worked out at, at, at uh, a local business, a trailer manufacturer. He was with us for about a year and a half and he came in and he was, um, he had issues with alcohol. He had issues with drugs and now he's got his own place. Uh, and he has been, he moved out about eight months ago and he's still in his own place and still doing well. So we have lots and lots of success. And stories. this is the difference between a ho- just a homeless shelter yeah. and a transitional shelter. Yes. Transitional shelter is very much there to help these people figure out what the root cause- causes are of their homelessness, help them address it. And then we help them. We do housing counseling. We help them find a place that they can afford. I mean, because how many times do people move into something that they can't actually afford because, you know, they get their tax return and they can afford right now, but they can't afford four months right. from now. So we we work with them on that and we create budgets with them and we teach them how to budget their money. And um, it's just a really great it's a program. It is. It, I hate that it's almost I almost hate that it's even called a shelter because it's really more than that. Yeah. Well, I, but I'm going to start really and truly. I, I have referred to it as a, our homeless shelter, mm-hmm. and that's just not no. It's an accurate really is way transitional. To it. yeah. It's a transitional shelter. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's just about helping people, and I think that's you know, it's a hand up for if, sure. If we could do that on a higher level, it would probably. I mean, I know in the big cities, where yeah, I saw a new homeless camp in the strangest place. We were in Mesquite yesterday. And we're coming down off a, I can't remember, Ferguson, whatever, to get mm-hmm. on the freeway. And they're doing all the construction on LBJ. Yeah. And there was this cutout where they had the K-rails up. Yep. And no cover. There was no overpass or anything, but there mm-hmm. were three tents out. back mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. Right there. And, it was just, and it's a tremendously busy intersection right on a freeway. Those tent cities are popping up everywhere. Uh, that was a, a, I've seen them downtown yeah. before. I've never seen one that far out before. Yes. And they're all over the Metroplex. Austin, Waco has got a serious issue with it right now. Uh, people were being bussed into Waco and just dropped off. Um, so that's an issue, obviously. We don't have as much of that here. We no. do have a couple of encampments that we're aware of. But most of those people are people that they have they chose to live out kind of there. Off the grid. Yeah. They're not somebody that even wants our help. Even though we continue to reach out to those people, you know, the guys that regularly panhandle in town, we reach out to them even though we know they're not gonna come into the shelter. Right. We still make contact with them once a month, 
make sure they're okay, take them a bottle of water or a blanket in the winter, whatever it is. Um, so we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff too. So we're not just focusing on the people that are living with us. We're trying to help people that are not eligible to come into the shelter because of their background or people that choose not to come into the shelter. That doesn't mean that they don't need help. So we're trying to help in whatever way we can. And speaking of, so the Homelessness Coalition, Mm -hmm. what shape is that now? So the Lamar County Coalition and the Back Home Coalition, which was out of Titus that spanned, I think, nine counties, uh, they dissolved and formed a new coalition. It is the Red River Valley Homeless Coalition. I'm the current president. Um, we're developing a great board. We just had our, in December, we just had our first general session meeting. We'll have another one in March. We have a Facebook page, uh, Red River Valley Homeless Coalition. I am so happy for you all about this because yes. it's been a struggle. It has. But it, it's mostly been a pandemic driven str- yes. struggle. Because it was bigger than and more successful than it had ever been literally a month before COVID. Right. And then COVID hit and it was just. But that's, all downhill. But that's when everything kind of got realigned, and mm-hmm. actually, it's it's bigger. I think it is going to be bigger and better. better. I think yeah. it is going to probably take us two to five years to truly develop it the way that it needs to be. Um, but it is it's huge for that ten county service area. And once we really have that developed in those other counties, Lamar County is fine. Titus County is fine. We're doing good in those two counties with the coalition. But it's those other counties, Morris and Hopkins and Red River, that we really got to develop into those. Right. Um, and uh, we're, we're working on that right now. That's exciting stuff, yeah, though. Yeah, it is. Sure. We're excited about it. All right. So uh, one more time, let's go back over Mardi Gras. Yeah. March 3rd, 7 p.m. It's a Saturday. That's a Friday. Oh, it's a Friday. Oh, it's we, Friday Ours is on year? Friday. It's always on Friday. Oh, Everybody else is on Saturday. But we're on Friday at the Love Civic Center, 7 p.m. Unless you're a VIP, if you get a VIP ticket, then you get to come an hour early. You get to drink early, have hurricanes early, and you get to eat yummy hors d'oeuvres. I think there's going to be, like, crab cakes and stuff. I may or may so. not have been there for the VIP last year. Well, you are invited. You no, are a I VIP. Was I was there. I yeah. didn't want to sound like, well, I got to go. Well, Listen, you if you have a chance to still end up with a VIP status. Yes, Call it's Shelley worth it and do it. It's worth it. It is worth it. And we make sure that it is worth it. Um, and uh, you get extra advertising, extra promotion on social media. Um, so and more signage at the event. Itself. And again, this is until the 15th. That's right. So as long as you can get it into me by the 15th, then uh, we can make sure that, you know, we've got Bourbon Street sponsors left. That is a VIP spot. Uh, we have maybe two underwriter spots left as of today, but I'm I've, we're already in talks with a couple other businesses. It's highly possible those are going to sell very quickly. So if you want it, I suggest you call quickly. Um, but the VIP is definitely worth it. Worth it. So uh, call us or message us on our Facebook page for sure. And you'll be helping so much goodness that goes on here. Absolutely. Last year we raised uh, one hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars. The year before that it was one hundred and two. Year before that it was eighty. So um, we are progressively going up. We hope that we will do that again this year, that we'll exceed last year. But our goal is 100000 So, And it's just a fun night. <clears throat> it and is. And it's, it's fun if, for a good if, cause. If you don't go to the other ones, which I'm going to Sweetheart Soiree, mm-hmm. uh, which as we record that is this week. Uh, but then I'm coming to Mardi Gras, and everyone is different. You get the help out. Yep. Even if you can't donate 
or participate in anything more than the silent auction table, yeah. or maybe not even that. Even if you just want to go have a good time out, you're still helping out the cause. Absolutely. Yeah. It. We have a lot of people that attend that they buy their ticket or their table and they, they don't spend money at the event itself. You know, I mean, they might go to that. We have a photo booth that you can get uh, your picture made. Of course, that's Stuff a couple of dollars. In my office for yes. Last year. And that's a great little souvenir. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it's it. We try to make sure that there's something for everybody that you don't feel like you have to be somebody that can drop 20 grand. Right. When you walk through the door, not at all. I mean, you can walk in there and not spend any additional money. And have a great date night. Absolutely. And see people you may not have seen for a long time. Absolutely. That's, that's another thing that yeah. I love about so it. So we, we've got all kinds. I mean, Bravo Cabins is our event underwriter. That's our top spot this year. They did it last year as well. They're amazing. Absolutely supportive that family is. And so we really greatly appreciate them and all of our sponsors and underwriters, which you can find out who's already sponsoring on our Facebook page. Okay. Well, then I'll try to find a way to share that on the website yeah. and stuff. And also, we'll be uh, airing this an extra time before Mardi Gras. Yay. Anything else? That's it. Just uh, make sure 903-784-2580. You can call us there or check out our Facebook page, Human Resources Council. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you. You've been listening to Red River Valley Today a public service of East Texas Broadcasting. If you have suggestions for a guest, email eric at easttexasradio.com. That's eric at easttexasradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week, right here on Red River Valley Today. This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting, Find more at EastTexasRadio.com.